Hello, everyone. You're listening to Crunch Squad. It's a podcast within a podcast wherein we talk about the rules, the mechanics, and the number crunching that goes into this wonderful game of Dungeons & Dragons. I am Ned, your host for Crunch Squad, and today I am joined by... Mickey, and I play Malamara. Indeed, and we've already talked a little bit about Malamara's role as the warlock of the party, and today we're going to talk about what it means to be a half-orc. So getting into it, uh, before we get too far into the crunchy stuff, what intrigues you about playing a half-orc as far as, like, the role-playing aspect, the culture that goes into it and whatnot? Um, so the reason that I initially picked a half-orc in the first place was because when we were like, we should do a podcast, let's all pick characters. And as we were doing character creation, um, we actually, um, bonus content, we actually were going to have a fourth player initially, or a a third, you know, a fourth, and then Thomas. Um, Mm -hmm. but... So as we were looking at stuff, I really wanted to play a barbarian. I'd never played one. I was really interested in playing the tank and the the heavy hitter and and things like that. And so I created this whole barbarian. And the fourth player that was going to play with us, also he was really new to D&D and he wanted to play the barbarian. And so I was like, cool, I'll play something else. Like, I, I, this other player wants to be this other thing, and that's, I can totally change it. So that's actually why I was a warlock instead of a barbarian at first. And now I'm multi-class and barbarian because that fourth player isn't playing with us. Um, and so uh, it's that base, I, my husband is so good at creating interesting characters, and you're so great at creating interesting characters. If you listen to last week, uh, Jake also talked about creating cool mixes of race and, and classes. And I usually try and do something like that. But honestly, for this one, I was like, I'm going to be the most basic like person that has ever played Dungeons and Dragons. Like, picked up a book, half-work barbarian, and I'm just going to roll with it. I'm so fine to just like have a quote-unquote like normal character for once. <laughs> I'm going to be basic and then I can build and layer on top of it. And so I I went with the half work because of that. But after playing, as I I started playing with it and looking at it, the thing that intrigued me is in the handbook, um, there's a little green box that just gives extra information and it says grudging acceptance. And it talks about how every half work has to find a way to gain acceptance because they're not going to be fully accepted by humans and in an orc society, they, they wouldn't be fully accepted by orcs either. And so once I read that, I was like, oh, that'll be an interesting thing to play with. Like, how does somebody who's outside of their society fit into their society? And I kind of chose the human side. So how does a half-orc fit into a human society? And that's where my jumping off for Malamara kind of came from with the race. Yeah, as far as the core races in D&D, the half-orc is the one that offers the most interesting perspective as far as, like, there is part of you that is so often reviled by all of the other races around you, and there's kind of that built-in challenge that comes with it. Absolutely. So that's what I'm trying to build up and building kind of more toward is this... um, this battle within herself of the orc side that she kind of rejects and wanting so desperately to be human 
but will never fully be accepted by humans just on first glance because she is a half-orc. Yeah, so that instantly brings a lot of interesting role-playing possibilities with it, stuff that we've kind of already seen Mm -hmm. uh, in this campaign. But you talked about how uh, when you decided you wanted to be a barbarian, one of the first things that came to your mind was the half-orc. And mechanically, it's a really great fit because their ability score improvements are plus two to strength and plus one to constitution. And that's exactly what you want if you're going to be playing a barbarian. And and that's why it's a base. You want to be a barbarian, pick a half-orc because it it is so helpful. And fortunately, we decided to do dice rolls instead of point-by system for our rolls. And I got really high strength and I got a really high constitution. And so it was nice to have an ability score increase that increases both of those, especially when I'm trying to be that strong tank in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And digging into some more of the mechanical features that half-orcs get, next thing down the line is we've got dark vision, a nice classic standby to have within your party. Absolutely. What is a dungeon crawl without dark vision? Yeah, and we're very fortunate that everybody in our party has dark vision, so... I think Thomas resents it. I think Thomas Uh, resents it just a little bit. Thomas, I'm sure you're listening to this. I'm glad you resent it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, after that, uh, we start getting into some of the unique stuff about orcs, uh, or half-orcs, rather. Next up, we've got the menacing trait, which gives you proficiency in the intimidation skill. Which is very frustrating to have as... A barbarian because your top wants to be constitution and strength and then there's that charisma which is super low <laughs> for everybody yep even as a warlock low charisma yep it's not super great it's third but still not super great yeah well maybe something that we can try and leverage from thomas is there is a kind of an alternate rule in fifth edition that you can use alternate ability scores for your ability checks because Intimidation is usually a Charisma-based check, but if you play it right, you might be like, okay, I'm going to show my big muscles and threaten to pummel this guy, then you might be able to petition your DM to give you a Strength-based Intimidation check instead. I sure hope that's something that maybe future editions will look into, of, of mm-hmm. changing that, but um, I like this homebrew idea. I might have to, we have to pitch this past Thomas, because yeah, there's a lot of times that I'm like, I slam my, you know, you slam your Warhammer on the ground charisma check you're like mm-hmm. plus negative three i guess that wasn't that intimidating yep so yeah we'll we'll you know thomas we're already we're putting together a list of notes that we're gonna have to talk with you about after this episode but looking at what we've got next this is my favorite thing that half works get the relentless endurance and we've already seen this in the campaign a couple times at this point i believe mm-hmm. absolutely um it is nice to be the tank and to be the the melee fighter and to realize that if, if you, at least if you go down once, you have at least one restart. You have one respawn point that you don't just immediately go down. Yeah. To get into the specifics of the mechanics here, when you're reduced to zero hit points but not outright killed, then you can drop to one hit point instead. And you can do that once per long rest. So it's, yeah, like you said, a free respawn essentially. <laughs> respawn with a with a potion and you're you're good to go back in it because sometimes that's the hard thing about being at least what i found being a melee fighter is sometimes that you you really want to be right in the action but then if you go down you have no 
second chance. Or like, you're literally at the monster's feet. And if he hits you again, you're basically, you know, it's an auto crit, which is two negative. You automatically fail two of your three death saves. And so... Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of a terrifying thing about being a melee fighter is you want to go all in, but it puts you in a very dangerous position if you do go down. And so uh, clearly I've already taken advantage of this in our campaign already, but I, I just like that as a, a, a trait of the half works that I can go all in and just in case one hit does more damage than I thought it was going to or I didn't quite have the, um, let's use the word endurance that I thought Mm -hmm. I did. At least I'm at one hit point and that gives me an opportunity to then get out of danger, get to a better position. It's not just, well, glad I threw everything at this monster and I'm just, I hope it doesn't hit me again, I guess. Yeah, because one hit point can make a lot of difference in the middle of combat. And so this means the half work is perfect for the kind of player who just wants to be up in the action at the front of everything. Absolutely. And then the final unique trait to the half-orc, something that I'm not sure if we've seen in the campaign, but maybe I just haven't been paying super close attention, is Savage Attacks. And this means that when a half-orc scores a critical hit with a melee weapon attack, they can roll one of the weapon's damage dice one additional time and add that extra damage to the critical hit. Yep, which feels super awesome because when you get a critical, you automatically get to double the dice. And then to be able to re-roll one of those again is just super awesome. I haven't used it a whole lot. I think I've used it once, maybe twice. And I don't think I even verbally said it out loud that it was a savage attack. And I'm pretty sure that I've missed some because it's one of those traits that you're like, oh, I got a critical, so I'll just do critical damage. But you really Mm -hmm. have to make sure that all of your traits, you're using all of your traits, you're using all of your special abilities, you're using all of your feats, which sometimes can be really overwhelming to remember all of those different things. Like last week, I I was listening to, or not last week, um, our last bonus, Crunch Squad. I was listening to Jake's high elf that he forgot that he has a magic cantrip that he can have. (laughs) And he's just... Totally, totally lost that the whole time we've been playing. We've been playing over a year now, and he's <laughs> totally forgot that his feats or his uh, racial trait does that. So, everybody, listeners, check your racial feats every time you go into a game. <laughs> Before you start, check your bonds, check your flaws, check your racial feats. Yeah, there's always going to be something that you'll get to the end of a session and be like, oh my gosh, if I'd remembered that, that would have been so perfect. But, you know, that's just part of the game. There's a lot of pieces moving around. Mm-hmm. But that's it as far as the mechanics that go into the half-orc. Do you have any just, like, final thoughts about, you know, what you enjoy about playing a half-orc? Um, maybe what you might say to people who are interested in playing a half-orc? I have really loved playing a half-orc more than I thought I would. Because I, like I said at the very beginning, I kind of went into it as... Everybody who plays a barbarian's gonna play a half orc. I I didn't have um, high hopes. It wasn't a it wasn't a tiefling and it wasn't a, a kobold. It wasn't um, a a turtle person. I forget what they're called. Uh, the turtles. Turtles. I was gonna say turtle. And I was like maybe that's the wrong one. Like a turtle. <laughs> like because because D and D really has such a cool rich world of they have their base classes and then they have they've started to extend those classes and or sorry base races and then extend those races. Um, So there are really cool races out there that you can be that make really cool, interesting combinations that maybe uh, you don't think of off the cuff. 
but I have really liked playing, like leaning into that. My last character was a tabaxi wizard, which you know is one of those exotic races. And I tried to do all these really cool things with her and try to do all these different things, but the half work, it just, if you want to hit things, if you just want to get in battle and you just want to rage and you just want to do damage and take damage and do some cool stuff, like if, if battle is your main reason for playing Dungeons and Dragons, which the farther we go into this campaign, I'm realizing is me, <laughs> which is probably a good, good thing that I'm playing the tank. Um, half work just works so well for it. Um, I do really also love this idea of, I've been listening to a lot of Jenny D on YouTube. She does a mm-hmm. lot of cosplay and Dungeons and Dragons tips, tricks, ideas. And one of the things that she talked about in her video recently that I listened to was leaning into flaws. And I really appreciate that the half-orc build is not great for the warlock. It, it doesn't give any bonuses toward that particular class, I feel like, because a warlock really needs, like we said, charisma, which is not helpful for a tank. Um, the ability score increase increases your strength and your constitution, which doesn't help the warlock. Most warlocks are not going to be in-your-face melee fighters because they're spellcasters. And so I've really liked that the half-orc, especially up until we, I multi-classed, was kind of at a disadvantage. It, it wasn't at the most powerful character. A lot of warlocks, I feel like, are the tieflings that have bonuses to... Yeah, tieflings have increase your charisma by two. Mm-hmm. So a lot of warlocks are great for tieflings and that, you know, feeds into that storyline with their demonic bloodlines. But half-orc makes a pretty poor warlock. But I <laughs> I kind of liked that, that it, it was kind of a weakness. And I, I had to figure out ways around how, how to make this race work with a warlock at a disadvantage. And honestly, we still did fights. We still had fun. Mm-hmm. We still had a lot of great RP moments. We had a lot of really great battles. And so I think there's kind of an, uh, a max-min mentality in Dungeons & Dragons. You do want to have a good race with a good class that helps benefit. But that isn't the end-all be-all. I think that's what I've learned up until becoming, you know, barbarian, where I was just a warlock with a half-orc, that I got to do all the RP stuff I wanted to do. I can do all of those interesting things and the the contention and I can be menacing. That dark vision isn't impeded by my warlockiness. I don't know that's a word, warlockiness. Uh, I can still use my savage attack when I get a critical hit as a warlock. And so I guess maybe my advice is don't feel like you're locked into one race because you want to be one class, class or vice versa. Half-orcs can be other things that are not barbarians. And if you want to be a barbarian, I don't know, maybe a kobold might be a really interesting choice. It might not be, but it could be. a very interesting choice. <laughs> but I think that makes for interesting RP situations that sometimes giving yourself disadvantage or quote-unquote weaknesses, I think, can create interesting solutions. And that's a lot of Dungeons & Dragons is, is playing collaboratively and creatively. And so... Don't be afraid to give yourself a disadvantage sometimes because you can take feats. In a couple of levels, you do get an ability score increase. Play play what you want to play. Don't feel like you're boxed in by what each race gives you or class. Yeah. I think what I will add as my parting message here is 
it's really easy to kind of get caught up in all of the new and weird stuff that's coming out for D&D lately. I mean, this is coming from the guy who's playing a kobold using a subclass that's not even actually published by Wizards of the Coast, but mm-hmm. that Thomas was very generous to let me play. Um, but I encourage people to get back into the player's handbook and take a look at the stuff that was there at the very beginning, because if you're just looking at, you know, the kobolds and the satyrs and the dampiers and stuff out there, mm-hmm. you miss stuff like Relentless Endurance, or you miss stuff like the Divination Wizard who gets a free spell slot back every time they cast a Divination spell, essentially, uh, at some point during their progression. Like, cool. there's a lot of really cool stuff hidden in the player's handbook, and I'd say go back and give it a look, because you'll probably be surprised by what you find. Well, I think that about wraps it up here for our discussion about half-orcs. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Crunch Squad. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed talking about how wonderful half-orcs are. And from wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a review. It helps to boost our ratings throughout each podcast service. It puts our show in other people's recommended feeds, and it lets us know that you like what we're doing. If you want to write something a little bit longer than a review, you can also email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we're hoping to get this word out there and set this podcast on fire. Now, to get the most recent and up-to-date content from all of us here, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insight from players and the DM, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. As always, we've got our obligatory shout-out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where I have to promote myself, which feels really weird, but I'm the GM of that podcast, and we run through mini adventures using the Fate Accelerated Tabletop system. So whether you like tabletop games, improvisation, or hearing more from me, then we recommend you go and give that a listen. We've also had Thomas on the show, and he's been doing a great job, so go give him a listen as well. Lastly, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I am Ned, the host of Crunch Squad, and... I have been joined by Nikki, and I play the half-orc Malamara. Keep the fire going, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>